my mindset when I, when I call on customers is not some product that I have. We're going to get to that. But the first thing is, if, if we're going to get any worse and have a long-term relationship is you better believe in and like and trust Randy, right? And so, you know, the first, and, and that's, so that's, that's where the augmenting the virtual and a lot of the stuff that I do really helps because I don't do a lot of cold calls because you kind of know me a little bit before I come see you. And I welcome you to another episode of Reaching Your Goals. Reaching Your Goals is my career-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals and we talk about business and leadership-related topics to give you the insights to get one step closer to living a fulfilled professional life. In case you wonder, depending on the day, I either wear the head of a certified leadership and career coach or a management consultant, and I have an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. My mission is simple, to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness, and have some fun along the way. Welcome back after the Easter break. I hope you also had the opportunity to relax and spend quality time with family and friends. I certainly did, and it feels great. I also have a few more episodes already recorded. The first one dropping today is Sales in a Hybrid World. My guest is the wonderful Randy Shafi. He brings four plus decades of experience, mainly within sales. He's the podcast host of Building Wins Live, a speaker and a board member. When the pandemic hit, he couldn't drive to his clients anymore. Instead, he had to get his head around all the technology and the social media to build his virtual presence to still be available for his clients and sell his products. We also ended up speaking quite a lot about networking and using social media for positioning yourself. And this is very valuable for anybody and everybody because one conclusion that we are also mentioning is that we are all in sales. To some degree, we all are. If you want to sell your work to really get the recognition you deserve, advance in your company, look for another job at some point, positioning yourself to the outside world, using social media for that is not a bad move. We will learn from Randy on that. So stay with me. It's a cool conversation. If you enjoy it, tag me at Delegate or Reaching Your Goals podcast. With that, Let's jump in. Randy, it's great to see you again. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Hannah, and thank you for having me. I appreciate jumping on this morning with you. Or I guess it's afternoon in your world, but wherever we are, we're worlds apart, but it's, it's great to be on, so thank you. <laughs> and still, it's a small world. It is. It is, especially with uh, all the uh, communication opportunities we have. It's got smaller, hasn't it? Yes. And I like to start my, my interviews with rapid fire questions. Short questions, short answers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. I know that you're based in Florida. Do you ever miss a proper winter with snow? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, 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 get the, I, I, I go north just enough to get a taste of it for like three days. And then I'm plenty ready to walk back out into, you know, 82 degrees. So, no, I, I do not miss winter at all. Love it. And, and as you know, I grew up in the winter. I mean, I grew up in the north country. So I, I'm very used to winter and and prefer never to be in it if I can avoid it. And you are a fellow podcaster. Um, what do you enjoy about podcasting? 
you know, communicating with people. I just enjoy people's stories. I think stories are very interesting. And I, I like to tell stories myself. I mean, that's my probably my communication technique, if you will, is, is, is a bit of a storyteller. That's, just, that's the way I sell. That's the way I, I do everything in life is I, I tell stories. Not always everybody wants to hear them, but I tell them anyway. But I love to hear other people's stories. So that's what I really enjoy about podcasting is getting people on to ask some questions and listen to their story because I find it not only entertaining to myself, and I figure if it's entertaining to me, it'll probably be entertaining to the audience, right? And do you still remember what you wanted to become when you were a little kid? <laughs> well, I was, after I got through all the typical fireman and, and police officer and soldier and all the stuff that boys growing up in my era wanted to do, you know, the funny thing, I wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to be oh, a disc wow. jockey. And uh, it's funny that I finally found a similar thing, not really the same, but at least I'm doing with podcasting. I'm able to talk and interview and do things. It's not quite the same. I'm, I'm not spinning vinyl, right? And see, I go way back and I would have been spinning vinyl back in the day, but you know, now you just push buttons and it's downloaded. But back in the day, they literally put a, uh, a vinyl on and, and start it. I mean, that's how far back I would have went. But no, that was what I originally, I think the first thing I really, really wanted to do before I decided I wanted to be in the world of sales. If you could have any meal right now, what would it be and where would you have it? Any meal? Yeah. Well, it would be some kind of, of seafood here on the Florida Gulf. That's, I, want, I don't want to say that's the only reason we live here because I kind of like palm trees and hot weather, but really, really <laughs> love fresh seafood. And, you know, we love to go to the places that uh, they've literally caught it maybe this afternoon, right? And, and fixed this evening. So any kind of good seafood is right up my alley. I'm not saying I'm not a state guy growing up in, in the Midwest or the Great Lakes. You know, that's, that's heavy, uh, quite uh, freshwater fish up there. And, uh, and, and of course, beef and, and, and pork and those kind of things. But now you give me any kind of a good right out of the water caught this morning seafood right from the Gulf. <laughs> I'm in all day. Now I'm getting hungry. Can we hurry this up? I'm hungry. I need to go. <laughs> I can really see you sitting by the beach. When is the last time that you actually negotiated for yourself? Oh, yesterday. It's, it's, it's an all day, everyday thing in, in my life. So in, in a sales, I think in general is, is we're a farmer, right? And we're always planting, we're always cultivating, and we're always you know, reaping the harvest, right? So, and you're in different aspects of that all the time. So any given moment of the day, I mean, literally... Five minutes before you and I jumped on here, taking care of like six different things, you know, with, with customers, with different manufacturers that I represent. So, you know, and those are, those are a negotiation from a standpoint. I look at negotiation as not just the pricing deal, right? It's also, does it make sense to do business together? Do we have the services and the products you need? Are we a right fit? Sometimes in a negotiation when there's a problem. And problems happen, unfortunately. We have to negotiate through that because I may not be able to give you everything you want, right, in this problem that came up. So how do we find an answer together that's workable? So, you know, it's my life, if nothing else. And it's interesting you brought up that because I haven't really thought about it that way. But as we we're talking, I thought about it. That's pretty much my life as a negotiator. You know, you're negotiating, you're negotiating with your manufacturers. You know, I need to do this for this customer. I know this is out of what we normally would do, but I really think we need to do this. So, you know, you're, you're constantly in a, in a negotiating stance, right? And, and some people look at that as negative, and it doesn't have to be negative at all. If you just manage expectations, right, and, and just 
come from a, a point of ethics and integrity. It, you know, sometimes you don't always have to win either. That's the point. Sometimes there's wins got to be a little win here and a little win there, and you kind of come up with something that works and makes sense. And, and that allows you to go do it again next week with the same person that you're negotiating with. So, yeah, all the time. And you are full of energy. What do you need to be at your best? What do I need to be at my best? Just getting up and doing what I do every day. I'm blessed, and I talk about this a lot, Hannah. I truly love what I do and do what I love. And it's a statement that I use a lot. I don't have to work hard. And I wish I could say I did. So it'd make me sound like really special, right? Well, you're in sales. Yeah, don't. But uh, <sighs> I don't have to work that hard to get geeked up and fired up and energy because I just enjoy all aspects of, of, the, uh, of the sales world, if you will. And I don't like to use even the, I, I air quoted sales, right? Because I am selling products and, and goods, but I'm assisting other people, kind of an old Zig Ziglarism, right? But really helping other people get what they want or need. And I, I truly buy that and believe that. And I love the, the social media stuff that I do. I love the podcasting, whether it's hosting or guesting. So there's, there's not many things during the day that I don't get excited about. And you just mentioned social media. What's your favorite social media platform? LinkedIn by far for me. And that's because I'm a, uh, I'm a B2B guy, business to business guy, <clears throat> even though I always correct every time I say that because it is B2B by nature. But all business is still P2P or A stage, right? It's still people to people, human to human. It, it still is. Find LinkedIn works the best for me. But I do, I use some of the other platforms. I, you know, I use uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, <clears throat> TikTok, mainly to augment what I'm doing on, on LinkedIn. So at the end of the day, if I was only going to make one post today, which that's never happened, but if I was, <clears throat> it, would, it would be LinkedIn. If that was the only thing I could do. Say, so who is one of your role models? I have several, but the one that I have gotten to know over the past few years and become somebody that I followed before I got to know him personally is Ben Gay III. Ben Gay is the author of the Closures series, uh, the largest sales book series ever written. He he's a, he's a, was personally mentored by people like Dr. Napoleon Hill, uh, worked with Zig Ziglar, Earl Nightingale people like that. So the, the guy, uh, I, I've read his books close to a million years ago. I mean, we're old. And, uh, and then I had had the honor to meet him or to get to know him over the years. And uh, so, so, you know, he's, he's, he's a mentor to me when he doesn't really even set out to be, but he is because I, I really enjoy what he does and what he brings to the table. So. And what is the most important quality in a leader? Probably empathy caring, understanding. If you don't understand who you're dealing with, that you're attempting to lead, because see, you don't lead, and you have to lead from the front. That's an old axiom that goes way back, but I don't think you lead from the rear, you lead from the front. You lead by example. And uh, I think that to do that, you have to put yourself in the shoes of whoever you're trying to lead, whether it's in an organization, in a business, influencing, whatever the case may be. You have to You have to show some empathy and be part of the team, but you can't put yourself on this giant pedestal, uh, you know, with way above everybody else. You got to be right there in the trenches with them. How would your family and friends describe you in one word? <laughs> Good question. Probably, probably energetic, number one, if I had to take a word, but I, I think they'd also see me as, as real from the standpoint, and I say real because... If we, we're sitting here thousands of miles away right now, 
But if I was sitting in your office with you, it would be the exact same conversation, the exact same way. There's, there's no persona I turn on or off for sales. There's none I turn off on or off if I'm podcasting, guesting, or hosting. The videos for media, social media. There is no turning on and off. There's just one Randy. I hear authentic. It's authentic. I like that word. I like that better. Can I use that or is there a charge? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that you brought it up, a little charge maybe. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. I got a buck or two. I mean. Say, so what is the best advice you've been given in your personal or in your professional life? This would go way back to growing up with my dad on the farm, small farm in, in mid-Michigan. He'd ask me what I want to do, and I could get that look from him sometimes. Like I could tell he didn't necessarily agree, but he'd let me go off and find out, get my own nose bloodied, right, and, and figure it out. So, and I think, I think that's a lot with leaders is you need to be able to let people make their own mistakes. Um, we all learn from mistakes. We learn from successes, but we learn from mistakes. And, and I think too many times as leaders, you want to have everything is so black and white that people can't grow because they don't get to make any mistakes. They don't get to make any successes on their own either, which is important because, you know, success leaves trails, right? And if you, if you have the success on your own, it's easy to look back and go, okay, you know what? The last time I did this, I did this and this and this, and it worked. I think I'm going to try that again, right? And so I think, yeah, don't give one word answers. You've already figured that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> one last question for the rapid fire. What is one thing we cannot Google about you? Wow. You might not find my incredible love for Dr. Pepper, which is actually code word for Cabernet. I'm not sure that would show up on Google. It might because I talk about it a lot, but I'm gonna, you caught me off guard there, but I'm, I'm going to assume that one may not be there. And with that, let's deep dive in. Would you mind sharing the key milestones that led you to where you are today? You know, so yeah, I, real simply, I started out on a farm, learned selling, if you will, from my dad and doing it from a point of integrity and a point of relationships. Did that for a lot of years and enjoyed it. The next milestone is I worked for a lumber chain. I was working in sales there and we happened to be in the corporate store, which meant that the big guys, right, were up above in the office. And so I see all these purchasing agents, people walking in with their suits on. And there's a point in time when the young guy that, well, I want to wear a suit. I want to be one of the suits, right? I want to, it looks pretty cool, right? So I got into purchasing and was excited about having my suits and doing all that and, and working in the product lines that I was familiar with. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about being on the other side of the table. But the real important thing I learned is what I had mentioned earlier that I talk about a lot is love what you do and do what you love. I didn't love it at all. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'd almost say a good company, good product, good people, but I would almost use the H word. I hated it. Did not enjoy any day I went to work after a while. I was building relationships with vendors, but I wanted to build relationships with customers where I could help them. In that case, if you needed a building, I helped you get a building on your site. You was happy with it. Now what I do is I, I help distributors and manufacturers get products that they need to profit and, and grow their business. I just enjoyed that aspect. So that was a big milestone to learn what I don't want, right? Because sometimes one of the most dangerous things we don't know, we don't know. I learned something I sure did not want to do, which put me, propelled me back into getting into sales. And my first foray back into sales was as a company guy, as an employee for a, a specific company in the industry that I work in. And that got me back into doing what I was doing. And then the next biggest milestone probably was when I had an opportunity to go independent, to become an independent manufacturer's rep or agent. And uh, 
a lot of help along the way. And that's something I learned too, is, is I had people that mentored me. I had people that helped me get in contact with some of the manufacturers I'm still with today. So you don't always do everything on your own, right? You need that help. And, and I had a lot of that. And so that was a real milestone to get back into, or back into it in a real way, being able to represent many manufacturers. And uh, probably the last milestone to where I am today is taking sometimes really, really bad stuff. And let's face it, the whole pandemic thing that we went through, regardless of where anybody falls, right? There's all kinds of opinions, right? It put me into more of a virtual mode, doing things like we're doing right now. And, and so now I've been learning to be, over the last couple of years, to combine my sales world, which has really been built on personally, you know, kissing babies and bro hugging and pizza pie lunches and, you know, in-person relationships, which is what I love and prefer. For a while, I had to do it all virtual. And now I've been in this last year or two of really developing for myself and maybe for others, a concept of how to hybrid the two together to, to augment off of each other. So that's, that's the milestones probably that led me to, you know, Randy 3.0, I guess, or whatever I am right now. You know, I've been redeveloping myself a lot over the last two or three years. So, and the one thing I want to applaud is that you actually found the profession that suits you best. And I think it's important. Oh, it is. I know it's not as easy as I say, and so I always have to try to, to to acknowledge when I talk about if you don't like what you're doing, if you don't love what you're doing, you need to find something that you do that you can love. Now, it doesn't mean that you quit your job and have no income and go flounder trying to, you know, but you need to start working towards. You, you have two options, Hannah, really, I think. Is there reasons what you're doing that you don't like that you could fix, right, and make it better to where you really do start loving it? If not, then you need to start developing a plan. Whatever that plan is, sometimes it's, it's short-term, it might be medium, it could be even long-term. But if you're going to do something for the next 20 years, do you want to do all 20 years hating every day of your life? I don't think you do. Right, so you got to start building towards that, and uh, if you do that, it's not work. It's 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 everyday life, and it's fun, and it's a good time. I talked about this with somebody the other day. There's I I've got to versus I get to. So many times we got to go travel to you know to 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 New York State and see this customer, and it's going to be a pain, and I really don't want to do it, and it's a lot of travel. I've got to. No, I get to. Right. I get to go see this person. I get to go spend time with a customer friend. So I think you have to get out of the got-to mindset and get into the get-to mindset. And easier said than done. But if you love what you do and do what you love, it's easier to go, yeah, I don't really want to get up at 3.30 in the morning to catch a five o'clock flight. I never like doing that. In a perfect world, I'd never do that because I don't like that early in the morning. But I did it twice last week. Wow. And I'll do it probably 10 more times in the next two months. I'll do it. It's all good now. You just got to get through that first little step. You also get that sense that you're really in charge of what you're doing. So I think that is, that is really, really great. Two thumbs up for that. You were mentioning the hybrid sales mode that you had to go into when the pandemic hit. What does that actually mean to do sales in a hybrid mode? Great question. And thank you. So as I had said, originally I was, and I, and I touted myself as, as a road warrior, right? A road warrior, Andy, on the road all the time. That's, I spent a million years doing that. How many miles were you driving per year? Oh, 80 to 100,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was gone all the time, run, run, run. And then, of course, a lot of flying, too. I built my career. I built what I do based on being in front of people, building relationships one at a time, step by step by step. And I enjoy that still better than anything else. But when we went into the, the pandemic world, all of a sudden, it went from 
Randy traveling all the time, being with people, being with these existing customer friends, developing new customer friends. So I'm stuck. I can't leave. And then when it became clear that this was not going to be a couple of weeks, right? It became clear this was going to be a long, long time. Through joining a mastermind group, which is something I think is very important to do, we started figuring out, I started figuring out that I can do more virtual, right? I can up my social media game where every day, if you're not seeing me personally, you're seeing me on video or on post four, five, eight, 10, 12 times a day, giving you my message, telling you who I am, what I think. Then I started doing the podcasting and guesting and and, then hosting my own show. And I realized that this is just one more way to be in front of not only my, my customer base that I already deal with, but potential new people. So then what happened, Hannah, is it become an interesting thing about a, about a year ago, maybe, maybe a little longer. There was two camps, two schools of thought, right? There was the old school, I'm not doing any of this virtual junk and all that. That's just stupid. I'll just wait until I can just go back to, quote, normal. Well, in my mind, we don't need to go what you consider normal because there is a new normal now. There's a, there, we do learn new ways and new things. But there was another camp that I didn't agree with either, which was that it kind of emerged during that time, which was it's going to be the full new normal. We are never going to travel again in life. Nobody's going to get an airplane in Fort Myers, Florida, where I live near, and, and fly to Buffalo, New York. Never going to do that. We're going to do this all done, Zoom and, 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 or Teams or Google Meet or whatever, right? Well, I didn't buy that either because back to what we talked about earlier on, Hannah, it's people to people, right? Even if it's B2B, it's still people to people. You need to, to develop those relationships. You need to be with them. You need to go get a cup of coffee, have pizza and pop at lunch. We'll get a burger and a, and a, and a Dr. Pepper in the evening. So, you know, and I decided there's not two camps. There's a hybrid version of that camp, right? Where there's a still do the old school stuff, whatever that is, and augment that with the technology and the virtual and the things we can do. And they can play off of each other. So... And that's why that's what I've been doing for the last two, three, the last couple of years is really developing for myself. And then I am working on a on a book. I'm hoping to be able to maybe explain my theory and concept, whether you do with it as you as you will, right? But become relatively adept, I think, at uh, or adept would be the word to uh, to being able to combine the two. And and they, a guy asked me a while back, well, how much time do you spend doing one or the other? And I says, well, when I'm working from home. It's 100% virtual, right? I'm not in front of you. When I'm on the road, it's still 50-50 because even though I'm going to see as many people as I normally would, I'll jump on something like this from my hotel room in the evening. You know, do a video in my car for a minute and a half or two minute talk about something that's in my head or, or where I'm going to be at trade shows. I'll, I'll, I'll do five, six, eight, ten interviews with, with customers or with, with vendors or with people running the association, whatever it is. So you can combine all that, and, and, and it's a continual hybrid day to day to day to day, what your day is. So that's the short version, long version. And for the ones that are listening and are not working in sales, what is important about, say, incorporating more of a sales mindset into our everyday work? Great question. And I'd answer that this way, and then we can go more if you want. But everybody is in sales, regardless of what they do. At the end of the day, everybody is a salesperson. I guess I should say you may not be in sales as your title or what your your job description is, but two 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 things I'd say about that. If you're working at a business and 
you're the gatekeeper, the receptionist, let's say. Well, I'm not in sales. I'm the receptionist. Oh, you're big time in sales because you're probably the first person that somebody's going to talk to either in person or, or as they walk in the door. You have the ability to affect a customer potential customer's complete mindset on dealing with your business that you work for, right? So you're very involved in this. And if you're a, a coach, believe me, you're in sales. Oh, I know. Right? Even if you do a corporate job, when you do a presentation, you're also selling yourself. Absolutely. So it's like all it's, the time. It's all the time. And the most important thing we have to sell is ourself. Yes. That's the most important. My mindset when I, when I call on customers is not some product that I have. We're going to get to that. But the first thing is, if, if we're going to get anywhere and have a long-term relationship, is you better believe in and like and trust Randy, right? And so, you know, the first, and, and that's, so that's, that's where the augmenting the virtual and a lot of the stuff that I do really helps because I don't do a lot of cold calls because you kind of know me a little bit before I come see you uh, if, if you pay any attention to anything that I do, right? It's important to be whoever you are. If you're doing these kind of things, it's important to be that same person uh, in person as opposed you can't be one person in videos or, or on, on podcasts or on any of that and then be this totally different person when you meet, when you meet them because that is a turnoff and a, a large mistake. So be who you are. And the first thing you mentioned was building the relationships. What is your secret to building successful relationships? First thing is liking people and want to like people and want to get to know them as, as people before they're a customer. And, and you got to build the trust. We've had this conversation a lot, and it's always an interesting of trust versus relationship, right? Which comes first? Well, as a relationship guy, I used to always want to think relationships came first, but that I've changed my opinion on that. I really think that trust has to come first because A, you build trust out of the very first conversation you have, right? I say, I'll call you back tomorrow, and I call you back tomorrow. That's starting to build some trust, right? It takes time to build a relationship. Sometimes it's short. Sometimes it's, it's a long time. Sometimes it'll never be a great, let's go have some burgers and beer relationship. They just don't want that, right? It's, it's not something that particular customer wants, but you know what they always want is trust. So if you build the trust, then you build a relationship. You're using a word I used earlier, but empathy, put myself in their shoes, learn about who they are, care about dealing with them as as some type of a friendship relationship besides just business. And as somebody way famous said it, should remember this because I usually do, but, but people, all things being somewhat equal, people buy from who they like and trust and want to be with, right? And, and the one thing I captured listening to you is curiosity. Try to be curious about the other person, learn from the person and come in with the mindset of like, hey, I really want to know who is Randy. I think it's exactly. And when I make a visit on a potential new customer, it's an interview both ways. They're interviewing me, right? In a sense, does this guy... Do I trust him? Do I, is this somebody I could do business with? Do I like his products? Does he have products and services that I need? I also need to be curious. Am I even the right manufacturer for you? I may not have what you need. I may not be a fit. So let's just find that out together. And the only way you do that is you hit a word curious. You got to be like that, that book, Curious George, the monkey, I think, or something. You got to be curious, all right? You got to ask questions and, and want to know about. And people love to talk about themselves and their own family and their own lives, right? So find out what's going on. Care more about them as a person first and a client or potential client second. 
And long term, you'll build a way better relationship and you'll have way more opportunities. Uh, you know, remember things like when's their kid's birthday? Did they have a girl softball tournament last week? How did they do? You learn those things and be curious because if you build relationships and then deal with relationships and trust, you take yourself out of a place that we don't want to be as sales pros is strictly transactional. We just don't want it to be transactional. If it's transactional, I got the business today because I had the best price today. Somebody else comes in tomorrow, they're going to get the business. In a true trust-based relationship, it's not always price. That's usually not the top of the list. It's important. It's part of the, the triad, right? Quality, price, and service. All three have got to make sense. But if all you have is transaction, it's not only that price is the most important, it becomes the only thing. And as sales folks, we're never going to build careers and win if we're constantly just you know, the big skid to the lowest price, right? It's important to build that. And the only way to do that is ask questions and get involved. And you got to build a mindset that that's who you are and who you want to be, because you can sort of fake that for a while, I suppose, but people can cut through that real, real fast. I think you can sense that if oh, you're yeah. a fake. Yeah. Yep. And people don't like fake at all, which no. is back to, like I said, with doing things like this. I can guarantee you, if, if you and I met tomorrow for, for, a, for a coffee, you would get exactly what you get right now. And I'm going to guess the same with you. If you don't do I that, think so. it's a big mistake. And question, if you put out, out like six, eight times content on social media per day, do you ever feel shy about that? Shy? Yes. Or insecure? Do I seem shy? Okay. <laughs> Redundant question. <laughs> Maybe then let's turn it for somebody who potentially is a little bit more insecure or is not in sales. I think for them, LinkedIn might also be a good platform to put content out there to say, hey, I work in accounting and I have something to offer. What would you recommend somebody like that? I think the most important thing is start within your comfort zone. Don't be or try to be what you see other people do. Don't, don't try to emulate. Don't try to copy. Maybe use and say, I could do a little more of that or a little more of this. But you, you've got to, again, back to authentic. You've got to just be you. And if you're a little more stoic and a little more reserved and a little more quiet, then I think that's the approach you want to take. Because, again, if you develop a relationship via that, you're not going to be all of a sudden this jocular, crazy, fast-talking, jokes person because that's not you, right? So, so don't try to... Because number one, it'll, it'll come across as fake because if that's not you, you're never going to pull it off. You're gonna, it's going to be awful. So just be you. And you can start with simple things. Everybody, whatever industry you're in, if you're in accounting, post some stuff about accounting that you might find other people in the finance world would find interesting. It, it, you know, if you're in, 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 I don't know, building materials like I am, I, I'm always posting stuff about a great looking project that this person did or something somebody else did. So it's, but the key is, is start, start slow if you haven't done it at all, because it can overwhelm you with trying to come up with, with forced stuff that doesn't seem real. There's a lot of not real stuff out there that I slip right by drawn. And I think most normal people are drawn to more authentic, real person. And it's a great way to see who these people are. And don't know that I have a great answer to how to get over a, a, a shyness of doing it or an insecurity. I mean, I can throw in my five cents that you become confident by doing it. Mm -hmm. So even if you feel shy, post something that is not very far outside of your comfort zone. And then exactly what you're saying, start small, 
And then you will grow confidence just by doing it. You will. And where you'll grow confidence too is people that don't do much of it and they're start wanting to is make sure anybody, my opinion, anybody that uh, responds with a comment, you need to take that as an opportunity to start a conversation. It may not go further. Don't harangue people and harass people because maybe they don't want that. Mistake number one that people make when, when a post is somebody goes, you know, I really like that article, Randy. I agree 100%. Something. Hannah, thank you. I appreciate your input. I mean, even just that, right? If you don't acknowledge people that acknowledge you, that is a big error number one, in my opinion. But also by doing that, maybe they start a conversation. Next thing you know, maybe they, they, they post something out, they post something, and then you say something. And that's how you start the whole conversation, and you get exposed to all the people that they know, right? And, and that's how you build, that's how you network all day long. I mean, it, networking is so easy in today's world <clears throat> when it's not just my need to get on an airplane and, and spend five hours getting someplace to try to network with somebody. You can network with so many people so easily. It's silly not to. How much time do you spend on social media per day? I don't know if I've ever timed it because it's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Any time. I mean, I'm almost, I'm trying not to reach for my phone and do something right now because I want to be respectful of our time here. <laughs> but I don't have a time limit. I don't say I'm going to spend an hour a day or I'm not going to spend more than three hours a day because it's part of my life. It's part of what I do. It's, it's part of how I present myself. It's how I use the, the virtual side of the, of the hybrid life I'm trying to build. So it's, it, it's, it's all the time. I mean, I'll see some post I like, I'll respond to it. I'll have two or three in the can, so to speak, every day that's ready to put out at 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock, whatever, whatever, whatever that happens to look like. But as things pop in my head during the day, it's, it's really almost I treat it like this. If it pops in my head, I, I just put it out there, whatever it is, <laughs> unless it's really stupid. But if it's, you know, I mean, I sometimes stop myself and say, okay, does anybody really care about that? If it's a motivational thing, an inspirational thing, a thought I had, something to do with a product, you know, I'm not a creator. I don't know how to, you don't have to be, especially at the start. Just share and comment on what other people are doing. Somebody puts a post out that's interesting to you, has any, I don't say any reflection on your industry, but even if it doesn't have anything to do with the interest industry, but it's just interesting to you, it's probably interesting to a whole lot of other people. It's real quick. Hey, I just saw this really interesting post by Hannah. I, I think you might enjoy this. I really loved her take on boom, right? And you'd be surprised how many people will 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 comment on that or at least view it. And I will try that because I have to say it's like I don't spend much time on social media. A little bit on LinkedIn that I post here and there, but not so much. If you see something you like it, share it. Say something. It creates so much more networking. What I've really started to do now, which has been fun, is because I'm able to travel a lot, or I travel a lot for work, is I really enjoy meeting the people that I've met and, and, and enjoy and get to know virtually. Yeah, always fun to catch up for a Dr. Pepper with them or something, you know? It's, <laughs> it's ding, that's ding, always ding. good times too. Yeah, that's good stuff. I did that three times last week, or in the last two weeks. Met up with people that I, I never met only virtually, but consider them to become friends and and then you, you know, you just, you broaden your horizons. Is there any last advice for somebody listening to develop more of a sales mindset? The sales mindset really comes down to this. It really comes down to, you got to get away from selling and you got to get back to helping. 
Because if you help and you care and you're curious and you build a relationship and you build the trust with people, the selling will come. And it'll come based on relationship and trust as opposed to transactional, kind of wrapping everything we talked about a little bit. And you got to have the mindset that if, if the only reason you're in sales is, I just want to make a whole lot of money, and everything becomes all money-based, you turn it into transactional yourself. Now you just reverse that into the customer, and they don't want to be, trans, they don't want to be in a transactional relationship only. They want to be in a relationship that I, okay, I want a good price, but as much as or more, I want good quality, I want good service, I want a guy or lady that I can trust if I have problems, which I will because there's nothing problem-free. Somebody will take care of my issues, address my concerns. So you better have the mindset of, of caring, a mindset of giving, because an old adage that I think is very accurate is, is if you want more, you just got to give more. The more you give, you'll always get way more. You'll get 10x, 100x back if you just give freely and just with no expectation, just do what's right. If you develop that, that curious, caring, give mindset, the, the money will follow. If you're chasing the money, it's going to be a long run. Then it's maybe better to play in the lottery. Yes, you would be better playing the lottery. You have a better <laughs> chance. The problem is you're going to be constantly losing a bunch of people and just replacing them because you wear them out because you built no relationship. That's a long haul if you've got to constantly be finding somebody new to sell because you didn't take care of the ones you had. And I only have a few more questions left. What's coming up next for you? I already heard there's a book coming your way. There is a book. I figured that when I get it done, I'm going to buy three copies. And so I'll probably sell four because I don't know, maybe somebody will buy them. Working on, I'm hoping for mid, mid third quarter to publish, I think. That's the goal. But that is going to be what we talked about. I'm going to talk about how I went from the old school guy learning on the farm from my dad, how I was an old school road warrior. And then I was a full virtual guy to the hybrid version. And, and, and I'm just going to talk about how that, what that looked like for anybody that might go, I'm stuck in one or the other, or, or I, I think I need to figure out how to do what we just talked about. How do I do this goofy stuff Randy talks about? So yeah, that's, that's probably the next uh, big thing outside of continuing to grow my rep agency and continue to, to you know, look for new opportunities to help people and serve people. And, and I guess it's what you said before. It's like if you put out good stuff, good things will come your way. Exactly. Just keep doing what you do and, you, and new things come every day and, it's, and, and, and they come fast. Who else should I have on my show? Well, there's a lot of people. Awesome. I will send you a list. <laughs> the guy that you really appreciate is Bob Pakovansky, I think is how he says it. He's a bow tie Bob, I call him. He, he brings hospitality into the sales world and teaches us how to de deliver like The black tie experience, right? With the tux and the white gloves and how good that feels when you're at an event and people are serving you properly it has nothing to do with food. It has to do with oh, that's wow. the experience you want to create for your customers every single time they buy from you. But I could, I could give you 50 people if you want them. I'd be glad to because, you know, I met you because yes, of yes. Shout out to Sean. I think it was Sean Litbach, wasn't it? And because you're mentioning networking for people who actually now want to stay in touch with you, how can they do that? It's easy. They can... They can find me anywhere on any of the social media under, under Randy Chafee or the Randy Chafee or hashtag hybrid road warrior Randy. My website is really easy because it's really important. I buy from Randy.com. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that's important. At the end of the day, I still want to sell stuff. Let's, let's not mistake that, right? <laughs> If you just type in my name on, on YouTube, TikTok, 
you know, all of the social media platforms, it, it'll come up usually one or two. And what's the name of your podcast? It's Building Wins Live. I used to do them all live. Very seldom do I do lives now because it's just easier with all my traveling. When I didn't travel, I could do lives because it didn't matter. I was home anyway. And I know you're going to be on here in a couple of weeks and record with me on, on Building Wins Live. I'm looking forward to that. Same. We just talk to people about building wins, about different aspects of life. And then uh, it's, it's good stuff. I think we've been blessed to have some incredibly great guests. And, uh, and, and uh, that'll, that'll, that'll not change when we have the one and only Hannah on here. <laughs> So, I like I'm going to ask big questions for you, so you be ready. Holy moly, that will be payback time, huh? It will be. I've been taking notes. I mean, <laughs> I, I was gentle. Yeah, you were. It was very good. It was very enjoyable. I appreciate your show. I'd like to thank oh, you for, for joining me. Today. I learned quite a lot of things that I need to do. So thank you so much for that. It was a pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on. And I'm looking forward in a couple of weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll chat some more, more from your yes. side of things. And hey, we'll just keep networking, right? All right. I love it. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. And here comes a spoiler alert. I told you in the very beginning that Randy is the podcast host of Building Wins Life. And about one, two weeks ago, I was a guest on his show and we were talking about reaching your goals. So that was really fun to talk about how you really can do that. I will share the link whenever it becomes available. And yeah, with that, we are one step closer to reaching your goals. Talk to you guys next time. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,